I'm Danny. They're Laurel. You know the spiel. Hello, friends. Yeah, we are going to get right into it. We're going to get into Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka. This is your Cinesode. Laurel, take it away. Okie dokie. So we're going to be doing Paul Bernardo and Carla Homolka's Sinistry. We've already covered their life, their crimes, and their sentencing, and how that was experienced through an astrological lens. And now we're going to look at how their energy actually freaking interacted together. What it was like when you put one of their energy right on top of the other person's energy. And we know it was murder and mayhem. So zero breaks. <laughs> zero breaks. So right the fuck out the gate, there is an atomic bomb dropped on this chart. Once upon a time, a psycho meets a psycho. Truly. Fucked up right up front. Pluto, Carla's Pluto, was conjunct Paul's ascendant. Pluto is such an intense and relentless planet that when it make co- makes contact to a person's ascendant, it's one of those very clear signals that this person could alter the entire course of your life. It's raw, it's intense, it's extreme, and it has a tendency to take you all the way through the underworld. And if you get lost there, you just kind of fucking get lost there. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Nobody's coming for you. Mm -mm, mm -mm. The aspect can indicate a kind of like primal, visceral, physical attraction to one another, like a compulsion or a craving that must be satisfied at all costs. And hello they fucked like animals in the hotel yeah. room while their fucking friends sat on the bed the very first oh, yeah. within hours that's right within hours of meeting they literally gross. could not keep their hands off each other and their friends had to watch them fuck gross which like choices staying that's for that choice. but yeah these kinds of aspects come up so hard so fast when you first meet someone it's like magnetism It's crazy. You know when you've got Pluto contacts because it's just literal atomic bomb terrain here. Mm -hmm. So they had this influence drawing them together, this magnetic, like almost irresistible force drawing them together. And the thing is that this aspect, while very um, tricky to handle, when done well and by people who are willing to put in the work to go to those levels of depth with one another – This aspect can be incredibly regenerative, positive, and healing. But when you're not ready, able, or capable of maturity and accountability, then this aspect can be a source of really deep sorrow and pain. And we know which way it went here. Paul's ascendant was actually trying Carla's Mercury. And his Jupiter was actually conjunct her Mercury. So there's a lot of uh, mercurial interaction happening here for Carla, which would mean that she felt understood by Paul, that they could communicate easily with each other. Um, It also, to me, really signifies how easily Paul could influence Carla's thoughts Because he was able to understand them, he knew how to twist them, he knew how to feed them. They communicated Mm -hmm. openly and easily with one another, but he had a lot of influence to direct and expand the way that she would process information and interact with other people. He literally was like brainwashing her to an extent, Mm -hmm. right? Like he would suggest, I think, things and she would just eat it up because they got each other, which 
tells you kind of already where they were at on a level. Oh, yeah. If that guy could get her, it's already not great. Yeah. <laughs> ground to start from. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Ugh. So these aspects themselves are really quite positive because it could mean that Carla's mind, perception, and connection to her experiences would naturally and easily be indulged and amplified by Paul's beliefs and experiences. Yeah. And we already know that she was taking notes on how he wanted her to, like, fix herself. Exactly. Like, his word was God. Yep. And, yeah, that is really a lot of how her mind got structured. She was like, he is this embodiment of everything I want to believe in, you know, and understand. And, like, it's gross. Hello. Yeah. So, very off-putting. It's very off-putting. But these things happened. Like, he did have that kind of influence. He did make her feel understood. He did check all these boxes mentally. But, of course, it could only happen so much between two psychopaths. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yeah, this happened. But between psychopaths, so what does that mean? And we see. We see what that meant. Yeah. Paul's son was additionally trying Carla's ascendant. And this is actually a really beautiful aspect. It's quite stunning. And you want, this is the kind of stuff you want to see in Sinistry charts. Um, it's a huge marker of powerful and impactful relationships. Having one person's sun or moon, their luminaries, contact the other person's ascendant. It's a tremendous indicator of compatibility and of genuine enjoyment and admiration of one another. The way Carla presented herself to be was very appealing and complimentary to who Paul viewed himself to be, making it feel like they just fit together. She encouraged and enabled the shit out of him. Of course. Totally. Absolutely. They really just felt like they fit together. Like they were known as the Ken and Barbie killers. Written in the stars. Like they went together, like as a set. Like they were a set. You know what I mean? Like, it is very equal in a lot of ways there. But, like, that aspect in itself, it's really nice astrology. It's just like, oh, that's sweet. You guys see each other really fucking well. You really witness each other in a pure, unfiltered way. And they did. I mean, uh, hey, what do you think? What do you think if I told you I was a rapist? Silly little rapist. (laughs) Happy little rapist. That's so yeah, cool, that Paul. one. Ew. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Poo, poo, poo on you both. Poo on you. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and this one we did mention in the previous episodes, I think in their birth chart episodes specifically, but like they both had their moon in Aries. Oh, yeah. Even more than that, they had their moons conjunct. Because, like, you can have a moon in Aries and not have it be conjunct someone else's moon in Aries. But Carla had her moon at 24 degrees, Aries, and Paul had his at 27 degrees. So it was real tight. It was real tight there. Honestly, isn't that, like, a huge indicator for compatibility, too? Absolutely it is. Yes, they have these crazy good... That's actually lucky to find. Because you function you're operating from the same emotional spaces which can be really great but can be really challenging as well if you're not ready to like witness these parts of yourself and somebody else you know right it's always a double-edged sword but it's i think that i would probably like to be (laughs) with someone who could understand what it's like to uh, experience life from a moon and aquarius perspective (laughs) you know or at least like 
be understood in that way. But the boy felt like home to her. The boy felt like home to her because on top of them having their moons conjunct each other, his moon also conjuncted her IC, which is the point in the chart that represents the um, sensitive part of home family origins, where you come from. This also feels karmatic to me Mm -hmm. in and of itself. But yeah, so he really did feel like an energetic home space to her. They understood each other in a way that nobody else did, and Carla despite Paul's aggressive, erratic, violent, volatile, emotional states, really did feel safe and comfortable with him. Because with him, she was able to express her impulses without judgment, which is what this moon-moon contact does. It's just like, yeah, I, you don't need to explain yourself to me. It's kind of the vibe. Like, you don't need – words are not necessary here. Mm-hmm. I get it. And the thing is they felt this way about each other, which is why this is so dangerous and why she's just as complacent or complicit in everything, right? Yeah. It did go slightly deeper for Carla. It did hit an extra soft spot for her. And it's also important to note here, super important actually, that Paul's Lilith is pretty much exactly trying Carla's moon. And this meant that Carla's emotions and nature brought out the worst of his unbridled creative energy. She created an easy pathway for exploring the wildest aspects of compulsion and power. Wow. Yep. What's more is that Paul's Lilith actually fell into Carla's 12th house of the subconscious, which means that the presence of his dark dominance activated the subconscious energy within Carla that actually needed to be purified and released and instead made them dangerously easy for her to access. Bro, he really brought out the worst in her. Truly. Truly. Truly, 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 truly. Like, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit. Of course they attracted each other. This is nuts. They are twin flames Mm -hmm. in a totally different way than Jody and Travis were. Mm -hmm. Very different. This is. This was more of like a slow burn, mm -hmm. whereas Jody and Travis was like an explosion. Yeah. But once these two started exploding, like, holy shit, watch out, Pompeii. Yeah, seriously. Vesuvius is erupting. Seriously. So Paul's Uranus and Sun both actually conjuncted Carla's south node, speaking of karmic karmic stuff, right? Yep. So that also meant that um, Paul's Uranus and Sun were opposite Carla's north node. So on the other side of the room, basically, calling out to it. He was everything her spirit needed to get away from and let go of in this mm-hmm. lifetime. And he came bounding into her life, shaking up everything, literally shaking her off a – I'm going to use like air quotes here – a healthier path. Mm-hmm. Because even though she might have been oriented towards dark stuff herself, literally anything would have been healthier yeah. and less yeah. jarring than what he brought <laughs> in. Yeah. Yeah, you she could have she could have had a perfectly abusive toxic, <laughs> abusive relationship, relationship just like else. everybody else without killing anybody. <laughs> yeah, without, without like raping jail your sister time. and murdering her. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like yeah. my goddess. <laughs> right. Come on. Oh man. So he like brought in this like revolutionary shakeup. For her, this massive disruption that really fucking threw off the um, what might have been intended like release points 
that were like, do you want to get do the lesson this way? Oh, no, we're doing it the hard way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again? Oh, she shit. took the scenic route. <laughs> she certainly did. And he, yeah, he like very much threw her off the main course onto the scenic route here. And Carla's tr- son trined Paul's Pluto perfectly. Easy access, easy connection. This just completely reinforces how truly and easily they were able to create channels and space for secrets, obsessions, and extremes and power dynamics in their relationship. What sucks is that this aspect can actually be really fucking amazing, but it is with all Pluto contacts. If you are not ready to go to the underworld and own that shit, it will derail you. And they clearly were not in that boat. <laughs> like, they were mm-hmm. just swimming in the river, not, like, crossing it, yeah. you know? They were just yeah. splashing around in there. They were like, oh, I didn't realize this was, like, a big thing. Oh, like, <laughs> we can't be in this soul's river? You mean what? what? <laughs> but it sucks because this aspect is really great, and it can be perfect for deep, vulnerable, raw, and healing relationships. And it, these types of relationships could, like, really help the sun person, which would be Carla in this situation to transform and become better or a more encompassed and powerful version of themselves but no instead it made it easy for her to be transformed into a monster unlocked by that lilith contact that we talked about earlier i don't think that carla would have been this monster if she had not crossed paths with him i think she would have been a monster in her own right I don't think that she would have been this. I think that this was a gross misuse of the depth and power that comes with this kind of energy and this kind of contact. Mm -hmm. Because aspects like this to Pluto, especially if it's a luminary, like I said earlier, especially if it's the sun or the moon, they feel magnetic, faded, irresistible. Like there's just a force pulling you together and it can make it really easy for the sun person to become intensely devoted and committed to the Pluto person. Well. Which in this case was Paul. Yep. On brand. Yep. <laughs> so fucking totally on brand. And the last aspect in their sinistry charts that I wanted to bring attention to because it really just ties it all together. Like why? How did she get so the wool pulled so far over her eyes here i guess but not really because she was eyes wide open yeah on clearly. it too yeah. you know but like how do you get there yeah well paul's neptune was actually opposite carla's sun saturn conjunction so paul's neptune was on one side of the chart and carla's saturn and uh sun were conjunct on the other side of the chart and this is where she lost herself this neptune dilutes everything it idolizes everything it puts things onto pedestals it blurs lines it creates false narratives it's addiction mm-hmm. she was addicted to him uh like in an unreal way oh, yeah. and so she just absolutely lost herself in the fantasy of what life with paul would be this indicates that she would have structured her whole life expression and identity around the ideals and illusions that she constructed about Paul and their relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally lost herself, her boundaries, her confidence because of like the freaking spell that he had, his fucking pheromones on her. He was some kind of crack to her. Yeah. Well, it's a thing. It's called process addiction. Totally. Absolutely. And we saw that shit with Jody too. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We saw how Neptune came came through and like fucked up some shit. Hundred percent. 
100%. for Jody's yeah but for them it was like when they were together they couldn't yeah do reality well or his dark fantasies it, that's what it really was his dark fantasies became their actual reality and she was like 20 years old yeah she was just a kid just under his fucking spell <sighs> and that's their sinistry that's the sinistry i'm gonna talk about so but like tragic. i said overall i think that he was the mastermind and that she was the right hand man you know, I think that she tested things and would have been happy to be told no by him, but he never, no breaks. Mm-hmm. They never, they didn't ever have breaks. You know, she would throw something out and he would run all the way to hell and back with it. And then she would go get everything that they needed for the trip. Yep. Fuck them. This is the astrology of literally. This is the astrology of literally. I can't. Yep. So that's that's it. That's it. That's Paul Bernardo and Carla Hamolka and their chaos and their madness and they are fucking little goblins. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Anyway, should we do some more couples? It's still February. Okay. Well, let's do one more couple. One more couple. Who do you want to do? Who do you want to do? Let's do OJ. Let's do like a, an obvious one. Ooh. Right? I feel like a lot of people were like, oh, wait, I totally don't, never heard of Carla Hamorco and Paul Bernardo. Like a lot of people were like, oh, these are like lesser known, I guess. We not that we. No, pop. let's go fame. Let's go like, let's yuck. bring the fame, baby. A little football. This is the astrology of football. This is the astrology of if the glove doesn't fit. If the glove doesn't fit. <laughs> Yeah, okay, we're going to do OJ and Nicole Brown Simpson. Let's do it. Next. Sounds great. How about that? See you guys next week. See you guys next week. Invoke your willpower. And make good choices. Bye-bye. Bye.